Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 106 of the Big Boo Cast. We're so happy that you have joined us for our maybe a little bit unorganized but deeply heartfelt recap of the royal wedding. Before we get to that though, I want to share just a little bit of information with those of you who maybe are in charge of preparing meals for yourself or for your families. Because here's the thing, I say all the time, I love to cook, but I I wish there were somebody who would decide for me what I'm going to cook and maybe even make a grocery list for me. Well, because of that, I was so thrilled to be introduced to Prep Dish. Here's what Prep Dish is. It's a weekly, healthy, subscription-based meal planning service. When you sign up, you get an email every week, and that email has a grocery list, and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. So you'll prep for a couple of hours on the weekend. You'll chop and you'll cook your meats and you'll store everything away all nice and neat. And you get all your meals ready for the entire week. This past week, for example, two of the meals were Mexican jicama shrimp saute and also cilantro citrus chicken over mixed greens with black beans, cucumber, and avocado. Y'all, it's so simple because they make all the decisions for you. Plus, on top of the fact that you can save time and be efficient in the kitchen, you can also eat healthy, gluten-free, dairy-free, and paleo meals that are real foods only. So here's the best news. The founder of Prep Dish, Allison, is offering listeners of our podcast a free two-week trial to try it out. So check out prepdish.com slash bigboo for this amazing deal. That's prepdish.com slash bigboo for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. Think y'all are going to love it. Alrighty, here we go. All Harry, all Megan, all the time. We're so glad y'all are here. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And we are here for our official royal wedding wrap up slash reactions slash thoughts and feelings episode. That's right. I can't believe it's all over. I mean, it was really just a blink. It was really just a blink. It was a blink. It was a blink. And I thought it was so weird because, you know, I guess it was like two days later, Megan and Harry had their first official like royal engagement after the wedding. And I thought, do you feel like, did all that really even happen? Like, was that just a dream? I know. I I feel like, I mean, I know that there's a custom, you know, where maybe they don't go on their honeymoon right away or whatever. They'll go later. But I also feel like after you plan that whole thing, and I granted, I know that there was help in that, but still, 
Yeah. You should take some time off. Yeah. I mean, you would think you would get, I mean, that's why you need a honeymoon. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I remember like when we went on our honeymoon, which granted, I mean, our wedding was not really even a fraction of the pomp and circumstance of Mm -hmm. what they just went through. Although we did have to probably figure out a few more logistics for ourselves than they had to. I mean, I remember laying in those beach chairs in the Bahamas and just being like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for the quiet Mm -hmm. and the peace. You know, Mm -hmm. you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. Surely Mm -hmm. they're leaving soon. I feel like I read somewhere they're leaving soon. I do think they're leaving soon. I I do think, I think I read today that they had wanted to stay for that event because I guess that's the kickoff to Prince Charles's 70th birthday year or something like that. So they wanted to be there for that and then they get to leave. Well, there's so much to discuss. There's, there's, I mean, where do we even, I feel like I don't even know where to begin. Well, I'll tell you, look, we can start that. I woke up at, at four o'clock Saturday morning. Yes, of course. And was really was fired up and then quickly realized I have not slept enough. So I sort of I got on the couch <laughs> in, the, in the den and dozed for about an hour. And at five, I finally made me some coffee and sort of settled in to watch everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just 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 from the I guess from the get go, what a what a stunning day they had. What a beautiful picture perfect oh. day. The weather could not have been better. And I mean, I, you know, you hear about how the London weather is not always great and it can be, you know, overcast and everything else, but it was picture perfect. I think they said what it was like 68, 70 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It was, I mean, the whole, the venue itself was like, I just don't think you could get much better than that. Okay. So let's, let's start first with, do we have any observations? Because initially all we saw were people going into the chapel. So did you have any observations from the things that people were wearing as far as when they went into the chapel? There was one dress I saw that really made me think of you. Oh, okay. I want to know which one it is because I had a lot of, you know, I had a lot of thoughts. I've studied extensively the guest Mm -hmm. dress. So I'm not even sure whose dress this was, but it was, she was a very tall woman. She was beautiful and it was a kind of a quilted floral and it was long. Yes. Do you know what? Do you know which one I'm talking about? It had just well, a, a small kind of Peter Pan collar on yes. it. Okay, it was mm-hmm. and it was pa- like a pale yellow, and it had that floral embroidery all over it. Yes, is that the one you're talking about? Yes, yes that was James Blunt's wife because okay. I googled her after the wedding because okay. I was like, I need to know who that is in you're case exactly you know. Right. I yes. I need to borrow that dress for something. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I loved, oh my gosh, I love that dress. I thought she was one of the winners of the day in, in that dress. I just thought it was gorgeous. It was just all those little flowers. I thought if, I mean, that to me says like, I'm going to a royal wedding. This is the dress I'm going to wear. Well, I think it takes some confidence. That's a lot of pattern, but I mean, she, she pulled it off and I think she, yep. she pulled it off because she kept her, her fascinator simple. Yes. Um, she didn't go crazy with that. And then she, she also was tall. So that, that pattern had somewhere to go, but I, mm-hmm. that was probably my favorite one. I thought it was gorgeous. Yeah. I thought that one was gorgeous. I thought I'm going to, I had a couple of winners of the day. I okay. thought, um, as, as they said on the BBC, I'm going to tell you the people that cut quite the dash oh, as they walked absolutely. into the, that was a phrase that I decided I'm going to adopt. <laughs> um, <laughs> They cut quite the dash. Yes. Um, I'm going to tell you another winner for me was Kitty Spencer, 
who had on, she's Earl Spencer's daughter. She had on that green. It was the green, like dark, like not a Kelly. It was somewhere between a Kelly and a forest green, but it was dark green. It was very fitted. She had on a small hat that had a little bit of a net and then it had flowers around the bottom. Do you Um, remember that dress? Oh, I do remember that dress. Yes, it was Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it yes. was beautiful. I thought that was so elegant and just so polished. And that color to me was to die for. Yeah. Um, that, so I and felt you are, like and you're a sucker for embroidery as a general rule. Like you, you, but that detail, a, what just that it started kind of it, that it got busier as it got closer to the ground was something. Yes. It was mm-hmm. stunning. I thought that was beautiful. Um, I thought Amal Clooney's dress was gorgeous. Um, not everybody can wear that color, you yeah. know. And it was a lot um, of that color. It was it was a lot of that it color. Was, it, it was a lot of that color. And I thought it was beautiful on her. I don't Me know too. that a lot of other people could carry that off. You know what I mean? It worked yes. for her because she's so tall and so thin and it works with her coloring. Um, I thought Posh Spice looked very yes, lovely. Yes, I thought she did too. I thought the Beckhams both looked fantastic. I think, yeah. I mean, she's so, she has such an elegant sense of style she's never overdone she's always just a little bit you on on some people the things she wear would look plain on her never yes mm-hmm. no and she knows how to do it because she did that navy and then she had that pop of like they were like a deep coral red shoe mm-hmm. which i thought really added to the look i thought they looked phenomenal and i mean david beckham let's be honest he hasn't yeah. looked bad a day in his life really I mean, hasn't. come on I mean, pretty easy um, for him. Wake up. That's what you got to do to look yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I thought out of the American guest, um, I my personal favorite was I thought Gina Torres, which you will be uh, surprised to know she had on a red embroidery dress, which yes, of course, I'm that's shocked. what I loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that that's what I loved. And I, in fact, I even looked at her dress because on one blog, it was like, this dress is still available. So, you know, I clicked on it because I was like, oh, my gosh, I need that dress. For, you know all the fancy things I go to, sure. And uh, it was eighteen hundred. It was eighteen hundred dollars. So I did not buy it. Well, um, but it, yeah. it was gorgeous. And she had it on with like a fedora type hat, which, which I, I thought was a nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought she looked so great. I thought she looked beautiful. So those were like the the standouts to me. There were a couple of nameless people in the crowd that I wasn't sure who they were. There was one woman in like a Kelly green that I thought looked great, but I don't know who she was. Okay. Yeah, I love Gina Torres's dress. I think. And that dress also looks like you to me. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I, in her accessories, she just went simple and she looked great. Right. So good. Yeah. I also thought that Meghan Markle's mom looked great. Oh, she looked phenomenal. That color yes. was great. What, um, I thought also it, the, it queen, totally fit. the queen, bring it on coming in with but, the bright green. Listen. I know she loves a citrine type color, you know, your yellows and your, but then to have it accessorized with the purple, I thought with that, oh man, the queen, she came on strong. I thought. I did too. I was, I, I I was, I was proud of her, even though that's maybe inappropriate. I don't know to say about the queen. Maybe you're not supposed to be proud of her, Uh, but I was, we're American. I know, but I, I thought, I just thought she went with a bold look and she pulled it off and I thought it was great. I agree. I thought she looked great. I was really sad. I had thought maybe, listen, I know Prince Philip is 96, but mm-hmm. I wish they had gotten him some tart shape tape under his eyes. I, <laughs> <Hey>. they were, <laughs> I felt like somebody could have said, hey, 
Papa, let's put a little bit of concealer under your eyes, maybe. You know, they were just, his circles were awfully dark, which I get. He's 96 and he's been through hip surgery. It's a miracle he was there. But I just, I wish somebody had gotten him some shape tape. That's all I'm saying. I did think like, and I know that they have people to help them, but just in, in, just like with Prince Philip and what he had on and Prince Charles, what he had on. And then mm-hmm. with, with Harry and with William, the fact that, how do you know what goes with what? Like, how do you, just the fact that you would, oh, today we're going to wear the black coat that where each button looks like it's got a ruffle coming off of it. I, I don't, I don't know. The the whole uniform piece is mind boggling to me. Well, I feel like what we all learned from Downton Abbey is that Carson handles all that. True. That's true. Carson you know, does handle everybody, all that. Everybody has a Carson um, or a, what was, what was the murderer's name yeah, that was married I, to Anna on? Yeah. Mr. Bates. Mr. Bates. Mr. Bates is laying all that out. And so you're okay on that end. I'm going to tell you that Camilla never disappoints in terms of a bold hat and and I'm as I say you, that, bold, uh, mm-hmm. bold is different than good, is sure. what I'm saying. Uh-huh. But she isn't afraid of a bold hat. No, she's not. She's also not afraid of wings. She's really not no. afraid of wings. She no. is confident she, with her mm-hmm. wings. She, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. She, she she likes. I've been working for her since 1973, and she isn't changing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. She's not afraid. She's not afraid. And she has no, a look. I thought and she enjoys it. She does, but I thought that hat in particular looked like you could get one of those like paper cones and get yourself some cotton candy off the top of her hat. <laughs> it was just a, a lot of, lot of, or like maybe a flamingo flew through like an oscillating fan. It was a lot of pink uh-huh, feathery uh, things going on around her head. Yeah, if it had, if it, if there would been have been some element of that hat that spun, I would not yes. have been surprised. Like if there had no. been. If it had had a carousel effect, I would have gone, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, it totally makes sense. Much. Now, yeah, she's not going for demure. I mean, here's the thing. You don't want to be sitting behind her because you're uh-huh. not going to see anything with that hat. That's right. Now, mm-hmm. what did you think about Kate? Here's what I think about Kate. I think that Kate, I thought she looked lovely because she always looks lovely. Right. I liked her hat. I I think it was interesting because I think Kate, there were people who said, I think there were people who said it kind of felt disrespectful that she didn't um, like dress up more or like get a new dress. But I think she was very focused on making sure that she did not take any attention from right. the bride. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it was a respectful thing. Number one, she's one month postpartum. So guess Aww. who doesn't, you know what? You don't want to go get fitted for a new bespoke Alexander McQueen dress to mm-hmm. me. I mean, I know I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't when I'm Certainly not. Nor, nor have I in those occasions in my life where I've needed yeah. to do that, where I've been in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was like, here's what I have in my closet. Also, I'm exhausted. And um, this is what I'm going to wear. And and I think it, it's a day that you that she fades into the background. Yeah, I felt like it was kind, honestly, because I did. Mm-hmm. There was nothing about what she wore that said, "I'm here to upstage Meghan Markle." No, and she mm-hmm. totally could have it. You know what I mean? Like she could have made herself a, an object of attention if she had wanted to, in terms of what she wore or whatever. Yes. For sure. Because I mean, I think like she could not wear like the Kitty Spencer green dress. I think that would have been 
too much. And I think then people would have been focused. I mean, not that people still wouldn't have been focused on the bride, but it just would have felt like she was trying to get noticed. And I think it's kind of the same as what she did at Pippa's wedding. Like Mm -hmm. she wore a very demure dress, kind of a nondescript color. She's there to wrangle the children. Right. And that's kind of her job. So, um, and I bet she was ready for a nap at the end of that day, because between the stress of having to make sure that your kids, you're like, hey, kids, I mean, how do you even, how do you bribe children enough to act okay on that kind of stage? Judge, how much candy do you have in your purse? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you seen the one somebody it's a meme and it like it kind of looks like she's like gritting her teeth and talking to William and and it says it's captioned and it's like, no, I didn't bring the snacks. That was your job. I was getting the children dressed for your brother's wedding. And I, thought, I haven't seen it. It's hilarious. I'm going to find it. But it's like, no, you were supposed to get the snacks. Uh-huh. I was getting the children. But she has that look that we've all had as moms of toddlers where you're like, I'm done. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm just I've done everything. So don't ask me about the snacks right yeah. now. Yeah, I thought about um, when when um, all of all of the children got to the church and then all of the moms got out of the car with them. I thought, and here we are like some things yeah. are universal. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. We need one. Where you're just praying. Mm-hmm. Like, we need please, one Jesus, mom let them be okay. For every, for every two to three children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were perfect. They did mm-hmm. so good. They held hands. They were all very lovely. I thought their little outfits were darling. I thought they were just adorable. I did too. And not too much. Mm-hmm. No, just perfect. I mean, I really feel like the English know how to do a good wedding. Oh, there is no doubt they know how to do a good wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between the clothes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the whole thing. So so we had beautiful weather. We had very well-appointed guests who really, yes. came, they, they, they came to play in terms of their dress selections and their suit selections. Everybody looked amazing. I thought the, the, the floral stuff that they did outside and inside the church was stunning. Just all the greenery with the flowers tucked away within that I thought was beautiful. So, so simple, but so effective. And uh, I thought that was great. And Mm -hmm. so we, I feel like we kind of got a good sense for all of that. And then we saw, finally, we saw Megan in the car with her mom. Yeah. Uh. Megan Markle. I'm going to tell you what. Um, I, I immediately, I, I will I will admit, I, I felt some pride because I called her hair. Mm-hmm. You did. You totally called the low bun. And mm-hmm. that, was, that was a great call. And I thought it was, I thought she, to me, is like what all brides should aspire to be. I thought she was just the perfect bride. I thought her makeup was her lovely. Makeup. To the point oh. that when, when we like saw her when he pulled the veil back and we'll get to that in a second. But like, I was like, yes, really not wearing much makeup at all. Like she looked very yeah. natural. Now I'm she sure did. it took some effort to get that look, but she did not look overly made up. She, she had very subtle makeup, lots of eyelashes, but a, a yes. very muted lip, just some cheek color, like nothing crazy over the top. Certainly, like even when you compare her makeup to what Kate wore or even to what Diana wore, I feel like her makeup was the most subtle of the bunch. I agree. It was very subdued, but I thought it was gorgeous. I thought the way she accentuated her eyes, I Mm -hmm. thought was beautiful with the lashes and it was a little bit smoky, but still looked really natural. Mm -hmm. And then I love that you could see her freckles. Like I loved just the whole, she just looked beautiful 
gorgeous. I mean, I, th- I thought the whole thing was stunning. And I loved the bun. I thought the low bun was a spectacular call. I just thought it was so elegant and just fit the whole look. I saw somewhere where somebody said something about how they were sorry she had that one piece of hair she couldn't control. And I thought, but that's every, that's all. Like I, today, I've had one piece of hair that I keep trying to tuck behind my ear because it will not cooperate. Like I thought that was part of what made it look so natural and not so fixed and bridal portraity was that she had yes. a, a piece of hair that was kind of flying around. I love that. Yeah, I liked it. I think it softened the look because I think, you know, as you know, to get all that to slick down, then I think it would have looked too severe. But I I loved it. I, I thought it really looked great. I, I thought I really liked it. It felt like it fit her to me. Now, I did think about I thought about you again when after she and her mama got in the car and, you know, they were in an old car. Yes. I mean, I know it was a, an expensive car, but it was an old it car. Rolls. It was a Phantom Shadow. It was a Rolls Royce uh-huh. Phantom or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you noticed because the cameras were following, and it was a very swervy route. And if <laughs> and they were in the back seat, yes. And it was a very swervy route. And I thought, uh-huh. okay, I I have some friends, maybe one yeah. that I'm talking to right now, that uh-huh. might find themselves feeling a little carsick in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, it would not. Well, and here's what I'm going to tell you about that old car, too, is you wonder if anybody's updated the AC situation in that car. I don't think they had because the back windows, which here's where I would take issue, the the, the back windows were open. Don't don't make me ride in a breeze Uh, on my wedding day. uh, I don't want to ride in a breeze on on a Tuesday. Like, don't make me ride in a breeze on my wedding day because that's going to mess up my bill. It's going to mess up my hair. But I don't think Absolutely. it was air conditioned. I think they just opened the windows. Oh no! That why are you telling me this? This I'm. Gonna, I feel like now I'm going to have to watch it again. I'm going to tell you what I noticed about the car too. Was not only the swervy drive up the long walk and through the little town of Windsor, but they were like hauling. They were hauling, which is why I thought they were going uh-huh. so fast. Uh-huh. I mean, like I was, because it was like the cameras kind of kept and they would just like zoom. And I was like, oh, they're like moving. And I didn't know if that was like a time issue or if that's like a security issue that you don't want the car. Or if Megan was like, I'm kind of hot and kind of car sick. So y'all need to get me to the church. I mean, I, I would think that the speed and the back seat, that whole, I just think, good for her that she didn't throw up. Like, yeah, yeah. That right there tells you she's made of the stuff it's going to take to be princess and she looked so poised on that car ride you know she looked so elegant and so regal i thought mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and here's what i kept thinking like for her mom yes. like do you sit there that has to be the most surreal like how did we get here like how I mean, we are Americans like this yes. does not like we and we aren't even like we weren't upper upper class Americans. We weren't like society Americans like we are regular Americans. And now here we are. That's got to be the weirdest. You couldn't have ever even fathomed that. No, because in what I mean, if you everybody, I think, has dreams for their children. But I I don't think many of us would say. I really hope that he or she marries into royalty one day. Yeah. I can foresee, like they, they even showed during one of those specials that I watched beforehand, a picture of Meghan Markle when she was a teenager in London and like a posed picture in front of Buckingham Palace. Yes. Yes. We're in like the Steve Madden slinky black shoes. Yes. The slip-ons 
what and uh-huh. what and what universe does she think in that moment? Like, I bet one day these are going to be my people. Like, I bet one day. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably. Well, because here's the thing. It's not even like there are 20 princes to marry. I mean, your odds are <laughs> really small. I mean, there, there's there were two of them. You know what I mean? So like, you can't be like, this is this is probably I'm probably going to live in this palace someday. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what on earth? It's, it's crazy. bizarre. It is. I know, but, she, but, it, but you look at her and it's like, well, m- there may be an element in here of she was made for this. She was absolutely made. She's so smart and so articulate and seems to really have some vision in terms of the world she wants to live in and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you combine that with how gorgeous she is and the poise she, that she has, you think, well, maybe I, yeah. think, I think you walk straight into your destiny, Meghan Markle. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. It's kind of like we said on the other podcast, where it's like, you really couldn't have, you couldn't have worked for that. You know what I mean? Like you, you could not in no scenario, could you be like, well, this totally makes sense that this happened. Yes. I know. It's just crazy. It's just. So mm. I'm curious. So given all that, so they, they, and it's such a glorious, her, her, just her in the car and seeing the roads and then seeing the long road that leads up to Windsor castle. And then they, they turn and then she disappears for a little while. And then they, they bring her around to the front of the church. And you want to talk about uh, an impeccably timed entrance. That was certainly one impeccably timed. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to know your reaction when she got out of the back of the car. I just, Gasped. First of all, I guess they did like some car maneuvering because I guess at some point her mom got in a different car. Yeah, or she, we, yeah, or something happened. And then the boys, mm-hmm. the twin boys, got in the car with her. Yes, because I thought Gully and I did have a laugh because she said, "If that had been you, like with my boys in the car, and you're wearing the whitest dress you've ever worn, that like they said that as people worked on the embroidery, they had to like go wash their hands every fifteen minutes so that they wouldn't color the embroidery." No doubt. You know, and I'm like, and there you are with these two seven-year-old boys. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That feels like that'd be a little nerve-wracking. When she got out, I will say I was, uh, it's funny with the dress. I adore the simplicity of the dress. Mm -hmm. I love, I think it's gorgeous. I think it's timeless. I think that you will, you won't look back on it like Princess Diana's and go, wow, that was a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I think it could be from any era. I thought the veil was beautiful. I mean, the veil to me was the showstopper. I agree. Just, it was it was unbelievable. I love the simplicity. I love the cut of the dress. Here's the only thing I take exception with on the dress. I was not crazy about the sleeves. Okay. Did you want did you want her to not have sleeves? Did you want the sleeves to be all the way long? What were, what was your what was your critique I don't on know. the sleeve? I, I don't like, I'm just not a fan of that. Even on myself, that three quarter or whatever that is. It's like a, I made it to be. I beg you to never communicate this to Martha Hudson. (laughs) I don't know. Does she enjoy a three quarter sleeve? Everything she has is a three quarter. You know, she loves that three quarter sleeve jacket. Any kind of three quarter sleeve. She's all about it. Hey, this is Sophie all by myself in the middle of the podcast because I want to tell y'all about a couple of things. I love when I find something that really does make my life easier. I have been a contact lens wearer since I was 14 years old. So for about eight or nine years, just kidding. It's really been a whole lot longer. 
whole lot longer than eight or nine years. But anyway, I've been a contact lens wearer for a really long time. And if you also wear contacts, then you know that it can sometimes be annoying when you have to get your prescription renewed just so that you can buy more contacts and then trying to figure out how many contacts to order is always a little bit of a handle well simple contacts is a total game changer for anyone who wears contact lenses they're changing the way that we have historically had to do things as contact lens wearers by using technology to make renewing your prescription and buying contacts really simple here's how it works you can use your phone or your computer to take the simple contacts vision test in five minutes from literally anywhere recently i took mine standing right here in my office and a real doctor will review your test in 24 hours and then write you a new prescription and then boom a fresh supply of your brand new lenses is on the way to your door Simple Contacts, in a way, brings the doctor's office to wherever you are, whenever you need it. And if you have an unexpired prescription, you can just upload a photo of it or your doctor's info and order your lenses in minutes for a great price. They do all the hard work for you. They offer every brand of lenses and their prices are unbeatable. The prescription is just $20. The contact lens prices are super competitive and shipping is free. And best of all, Big BooCast listeners get $30 off their first Simple Contacts order. So if you would like to save $30 on your contact lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com bigboo or enter the code bigboo at checkout. Now, I want to mention this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. I get those very regularly and will continue to do so. But it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Again, check out Simple Contacts and get $30 off by going to simplecontacts.com slash bigboo or just enter the code bigboo at checkout. Give it a try and you will thank me later. Now, I have one more thing that I want to talk to y'all about today because As you know from listening to Melanie and me, our pets are a huge part of our families. Hazel, Piper, and Mabel are treasures to us, and we care deeply about their happiness. So, we were really excited when we were introduced to Canada a couple of months ago because good food keeps your dog, our dogs, happy and healthy. Canada is an independent and family-owned pet food company who uses the same care and the same quality ingredients they want for their own pets when making their pet foods. And in keeping with their commitment to pets and their people, Canada has taken the first steps at Canada Farms to getting involved in growing some of the ingredients that they use. Hazel tried Canada for the first time a month or so ago and she was instantly smitten. She has a hard time staying away from it, honestly. She will go into the pantry in between feedings. She will rummage around for it. She loves it so much. So if you would like for your dog or your cat to try Canada as well, go to Canada.com podcast and you can try Canada for free by requesting a free sample and you'll get other special offers as well. That's C-A-N-I-D-A-E dot com slash podcast. 
Canaday.com slash podcast and you can try Canaday for free. Alrighty, back to episode 106 and the royal wedding goodness. I, I get it. It is not to me. It, I kept feeling like for her and I and I read that like the material that they even made the dress out of like they custom made like that material was like a this like double lined like silk Katie something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a heavy duty legit fabric. And so it looked heavy to me. And then I kept feeling like my elbows would feel real. Maybe I was just taking too much on. I felt like I would feel mm-hmm. like I couldn't bend my arms the way I wanted to. Okay. Um, I thought it was gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. And I, and I, and I will say this, I liked Megan's dress better than Kate's dress. Me if too. We're comparing. Me too. Um, I just, I liked Megan's whole look, but that fits, that's my style too. I mm-hmm. like that super simple, whatever. But, um, but I just, I think it would have looked, I think her arms are so pretty. I, I love the neckline. I would have loved to have seen like maybe a little shorter sleeve, maybe. Well, I think we go back to the prediction from last time was that it would be more of a, that it would come off the shoulder like that into sort of an off the shoulder cap sleeve situation. Yes. And, yes. I, and I think I would have liked that more too, because I just think, I think she's so elegant. I think her, I think her arms would have looked beautiful. I, I don't know. I just think, yeah. it would have, but I get too that, that a Royal wedding has a different kind of protocol has, has anybody gone bare armed into a sanctuary at a royal wedding? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And so maybe that was kind of the, and I thought it was beautiful and I loved the cut of it. Um, I felt like it could have, and somebody said that like, it could have fit her a little bit tighter, maybe through the bodice, you know what I mean? But I also, but it, but by the same token, I, I think that it fit, it's her whole look. And I think there was a, um, like an engagement that she did before the wedding where she wore like a plaid like coat that was cut that same across the top, that bateau neckline. So uh-huh. I'm like, clearly that's the look that she likes and it looks stunning on her. It does. Yeah. She looked yeah. absolutely beautiful. I thought the veil was phenomenal. I, I just, I thought that yeah. veil was gorgeous. And then when she, when she walked in, I mean, you know, when she went and she stood at the doors and the music's going, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody look more composed. Yes. More confident, but not, not like haughty. Just no, that was where she was supposed to be. Yeah. She was just sure of, and I'm going to tell you, I loved it. And so many people, but the look on that little boy's face. I know. Oh my gosh. When that, when that, when those trumpets started uh-huh. up, like Delight. that, uh-huh. oh my gosh, that was the most precious like, I just love that because it was such an unplanned, like spontaneous. And like, it was like in that moment, he got like the enormity of like what he was doing, mm-hmm. like how cool this was. I don't know. It was just, I just love that. I thought that was so great. I did too. I thought I love that. And then, of course, I had just found out the day before that Prince, I think several people had messaged us to let us know that Prince Charles was going to be the one to escort her down the aisle. Yes. Yes. And the sight of that made me so deeply emotional. It caught me off guard because there's that whole thing of somebody who's willing to stand in in that fatherly role. Yes. Oh, yes. golly. I mean, I would have loved yes. for her mother to walk her down the aisle. I don't know that the, the royal protocol would have allowed it, 
But for him to yeah. stand in, I thought was so touching. And I agree. It, I don't know. I It made it feel like a real family, not just. Yes. It made it feel like a real family where you try as best you can to fill the gaps that, that other people, for whatever reason, create in your life. And so I loved him stepping into that with her. Yeah, I love that. Well, and it felt so full circle because you think how much he's had to step up. Is it um, how much I feel like he had to step up as a dad mm-hmm. after Diana died, you know? So it was like he's he's had to I feel like he's softened so much from what his the public perception of him has been over the last 30 odd years, yes. you know, to where he yes. was cold. I felt like he initially got all the blame and he and Diana split and he was kind of villainized in that deal. And I think now you've seen him like emerge as a dad and he's raised these boys. And I think he's done really well considering what we now know of his upbringing from the crown, mm-hmm. which I'm taking as gospel truth. And, um, and then to see him step in and, and do that. And then when Harry looked at him and said, thank you, Paul, I, know. I was like, Oh, I'm dead on the floor. No, that, I'm dead on the yeah, floor. Lay me out. Listen, that I bet I watched that 17 times. Oh, I mean, it was just because I thought, here's the deal. And I don't know Meghan Markle, but I'm going to guess that at some point in that week leading up to the wedding that there was, I would guess that at some point she cried over what was going on with her family, just because I think that would be the normal reaction yes. of, and I don't know all the history with she and her dad, but I just... I think there again, we all have dealt with different family dynamics. And I think, you know, that disappointment of can you really not hold it together for this? And, you know, and this is embarrassing and whatever. And so I felt like Harry in that moment saying that to Charles, it was like he grasped like the like what that just all that that meant, mm-hmm. you know, for his dad to do that and to embrace Megan in that way. I just thought it was so lovely. Well, and then, of course, when Harry looked at her, I mean, that right there. Uh, I mean, that was, I, because David had asked me that we'd been, we were at dinner the night before and I was telling him how I wanted to wake up early. And he said, What is the appeal in that whole thing? Like, yeah. like why is it, <laughs> why, why do you care so much about it? He, I mean, he was, he was, it was really yeah. curious, not just like, mm-hmm. and I said, I don't know because I'm not, a, I'm not, uh, I don't think of myself as being like somebody who was, I don't know. I'm not the fairy princess kind of girl. You know what yes. I mean? I'm yeah. just not. Yeah. Or the, or the, I, I th- that's never been my reality. I said, but there's something mm-hmm. about the, the, the fact that, that two people really did fall in love in the middle of this very unusual kind of life yes. that he lives. And she's an American. And like suddenly she goes from being this um, just regular American girl who decides that she wants to act and like, she's going to be a princess. Like there's just something about it. Yeah. And then when you see how he looks at her and you're like, Oh, this is, this is the realest of real. What Whatever's going on between them is the realest of real. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he looked as smitten as, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a smitten. Yes, kitten. he was. I mean, he, I mean, Oh my gosh. It was like, you could just see it. Like, there's like, there's no denying, like the way they looked at each other. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. they are in love. I mean, mm-hmm. like in love. I mean, just and like him biting his lip and like, mm-hmm. and when he told her, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, they were, listen, he could have sopped her up with a yeah. biscuit is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> God. 
Yeah, it was so. I mean, I don't. I'm not one to ever say things like it was so romantic, but it really mm-hmm. was. It was so romantic, and yes, it was so romantic. And here's the thing that we all know. And I thought, and and here's what we know is forty something plus women is women in our mid forties okay. is th- that there is really no such thing as a fairy tale, right? I mean, kids. There's no such thing as a fairy tale because as beautiful as that was, at some point, they're still going to argue about something. And when they know, have kids, like, somebody's going to throw up. Like, there's still going to be all that. I, and I know that we yes. have to say, well, they'll have somebody to rush in and, and clean it up for them. But I don't necessarily think that they will. They seem like real people to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Kate and William have even shown mm-hmm. that. I feel like they're pretty hands-on parents compared to the generations that have gone before mm-hmm. them. You know, I think it's... And so in a marriage, here's the thing, when two people, I don't know if you know this, I'm just going to speak for me. When two people decide to share their lives together, there is going to come with that some conflict at times. Now, their conflict may be, hey, I don't want to go to the embassy in Australia. I want to be home on the couch or whatever. It's a little different than ours about who's going to drive to soccer practice tonight. But you know that all that's going to come. But you're like, that to me is how you ought to feel on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. Cause that really is, you're like, guess what? This is, this is as fresh as it's going to feel. This ever. Is, and I mean, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what, what level of wealth you have access, access to at some point in that marriage, in every marriage, there's going to come a moment where somebody's going to say, no, but I take issue with your tone. Like <laughs> <laughs> what I take issue with. Uh-huh. So, so that day's coming if it hasn't arrived already. Uh-huh. It's not what you said, it's, it's how you said it. it. It's what you didn't uh-huh. say. It is what you didn't <laughs> say. That is what I am angry about. So, uh-huh. Yep. Yep. So, pretty much. So that that's going to happen, but golly, you really from the way that's and I've got chill bumps just right now talking about it. From the way that mm-hmm. service started with that that strong declaration about love yes. to the way that sermon, I mean, to, to the way that service moved into that sermon, which was the, just about the only thing that pretty much brought me out of my seat at, at mm-hmm. seven, whatever in the morning. Like I thought that was phenomenal. And yeah, that, that, that was a, that was a personal worship service. I don't know their stories individually. Wow. I don't, I don't, I don't know no. any of that. I don't know what choices they, I don't, none of that is my concern so much because I don't, it's not my business, but I do know that that service was, I mean, I mean, I, I know I say it a lot, but it, it was the gospel. I, I know what you're uh-huh. saying. The gospel was all over and in and through that thing. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I thought that was beautiful. I just I thought it was yeah. beautiful. And so to and, and you and for that for it to have been in there to that degree, because we've seen other weddings with the royal family. Yes. Certainly yes. that were church yes. services, but this was different. And I felt like it mm-hmm. so had her stamp on it. And it was such a strong, yes. it was such a strong commentary there about, Hey, this is who I am. This is this yep. what I'm bringing into this thing. This is who we're going to be. So yep. buckle yeah. up, Great Britain. Like, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. And I yeah. loved yeah. it. I thought, I thought it was so good. I mean, Michael Curry, mm-hmm. the Reverend Curry. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I mean, you talk about, I didn't know who he was before, but I'm such a fan oh, now. Lord. I mean, it, God, he preached an incredible sermon. And I just loved that 
it was, and, and I just, I loved because it was such a melding of everything because it was so uniquely American yet so uh-huh. British. And it, and I think that was it is I think everybody had wondered, like, does she even get any say in this? Like, I you just wonder, did. like, is this service going to be dictated? And you could tell so clearly that they got to put their stamp on that. And, and I loved, especially considering, and I don't mean to, but after the Santa Fe shooting on Friday, mm-hmm. which was just another like, uh, but then to hear him talk about love and just the redemptive power of love and what love does. And it's, and, and it's just, it was just, I thought it was so powerful. Like I really, like I could get teary mm-hmm. again. Just, I just thought there were so many things he said that were so powerful and so true. And it just, I thought to be able to preach that, like who would have thought that you would have that preached to billions of people? I just thought God just works and I I I sat sat there thinking like, oh, well, the gospel will go out this morning. And Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I have a whole thing and I say it to girls all the time at school, but but just in that instance to, to use that, that day of your life to not just register your commitment to one another, but to call people to higher and better. Like that was a collective call to everybody who witnessed that to call them to higher and better. And I love that because there's, there's got to be, there's, there has to be great intention behind that. And so the, the very idea that they would use their wedding for that kind of greater good was really touching Mm -hmm. to me because it could, Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, they're bazillionaires. They could have made that sucker yeah. all about them. And I felt like they really, even though they were the center of it, they really turned that thing outward instead of inward. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just thought that it was, I, I just thought it was so powerful. And I thought it just, the, I thought the choir was unbelievable. Yes. The kingdom choir. Oh my gosh. I've never thought about Stand By Me as a wedding song, but it was so perfect and it just it it just fit. And I know that there were people, there were criticisms that said that there were like people in the crowd that were smirking during Curry's mm-hmm. sermon. And I really I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because I'm feeling the love. <laughs> I just think it was I, because I think it was just different than what they're I used to. And so I think there was a little bit like, wow, this is different. And so it was and I get even getting tickled at yes. that because you're like, oh, okay. Well I wasn't expecting it this. And such a it's an okay. It, it really is an okay yeah. moment. Like, all right. So yeah. This is what this is like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I couldn't get over, like there was one, it was either Eugenie or Beatrice who like looked and her eyes got real big. But I thought, is part of her going, what do we think grandma's <laughs> thinking about this? Because, you know, like, I know. How's this playing with mamma? What do you know? Think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was just kind of, and then I read somewhere that like supposedly he was only supposed to have five minutes and he went 14 minutes, but nobody knew, n- nobody knew what to do in that moment because nobody has ever dared break that protocol. Right. Like, so there there was no like, we can't wrap this up, you know? And then when he was like, oh, we got to get y'all married. I mean, like I was so, I laughed so hard because I was like, well, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in this castle. I mean, this whole thing, it was so heartfelt and passionate and true. It was so true. Okay. So, okay. So here's the thing, everybody, is we recorded a whole reaction to the reception attire and the whole thing. And then for some reason, I didn't record Melanie. So while what we want to do in this moment is what is the truest of true things and the core of who we are, which is give up. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're, 
We're going to push through and we're going to repeat ourselves. Yes, but I don't remember what I said. But let's just, I'm going to try to say it with the same enthusiasm I said at the first okay. time. Okay, that's great. Okay, let's talk about the reception because, so they left the wedding. The wedding was yes. lovely. It was all about love. I thought it was so great. I'm so proud of the royals. We did a whole thing about how the royals have really evolved and they have really embraced yes. a new day. And just kudos to Queen Elizabeth. That's right. And or- Melanie's deep well of royal family knowledge, thanks to the crown and and several fictional books. That's right. Um, um, ha- she has a deep appreciation for how things have changed in the royal family, even over the last 70-ish years. Yeah. It's just, I mean, they really have changed with the times, which you would have to do or you become completely out of touch. And so I appreciate that they have evolved with the times. I really think that speaks highly of Queen Elizabeth and who she is, that she recognizes that. And so I thought the wedding was. But more importantly, let's talk about how amazing Meghan and Harry looked as they left for their evening reception. And she was in that Mm -hmm. Stella McCartney dress because it was to die for. I mean, it was, as I said, just really, it feels like I've said it before, (laughs) but I'll I'll say it again. (laughs) The... The 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 halter neck of that thing, her yeah. shoulders in that dress, the simplicity of her accessories. We talked about her style and and the, you talked about the bottoms of her shoes. But yes, it, it, she looked like a million bucks. She looked like I a mean, million bucks. It's, she mm-hmm. just has an effortlessly chic style. She never looks like she she's does. trying hard. It's so simple, but it's so elegant. And that dress just epitomized that. And I mean, she and Harry walking out of that castle and him holding, and he kind of looked like he was on a mission, which so I just thought, well, this is like a James Bond movie. Like they're walking mm-hmm. out. They're so incredibly glamorous. They're getting in this Jaguar. I thought that to me, forget the carriage and all that. That is what I want. That if I were going to do have a moment, that would be it. I was like, it was Mm -hmm. just phenomenal. I just, oh my goodness gracious. I loved it so much. Well, at that point, they're just, they're, they're a super couple. They're another level. Like they're, we just all need to, we just all need to watch, observe and follow. Yes, yes. And I will say one more, and I didn't mention this the first time we talked about this two minutes ago, but also Mm -hmm. Serena Williams. I didn't see all the evening dresses, but Serena Williams had the best dress that she wore to the evening reception as well. I don't know if I've seen it. I don't Uh, know if I've seen that dress. You need to go look. It's it's beautiful. Like it, it's so, um, I just love it. And it it looks like something, well, it doesn't look like something you could wear to just anywhere. But like if I had something, it's so pretty. And she just... She wore the heck out of it. She looked so great. So that was my favorite dress besides obviously Megan's, which was Stella McCartney. And remember, I was a little afraid of Stella McCartney because sometimes Mm -hmm. I have questions about her, but she nailed that reception dress. It was beautiful. Okay. I'm looking for Serena Williams' royal reception outfit. Oh, okay. Again, it's got a little punch of print. Like, Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't it cute? Okay. But it's so simple on top. Like I felt like it was so fitting uh-huh. of like kind of her style because it's a little bit sporty, but it's elegant. Like I just I loved it. Super cute. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I it thought it was comfy. really cute. Yeah. But like to me, that could almost be like a high school girl's prom dress. Mm-hmm. Other mm-hmm. than the fact it's probably I- a five thousand dollar dress. But you could do a replica of that and it would be a great prom dress. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. So where do we go from here? Like what, what, what do we do? It's, it's, 
we we anticipated it for a long time. Then they had the engagement. Then we finally watched the wedding, and now it's over. I know, I know. It's like where what what happens now? What what happens now? Here's the thing. I I'm gonna lay inside odds. She'll be pregnant in a year. Okay, I think that's fair. I think she's thirty six. She's 36. Mm -hmm. I would think you probably want to have two kids. I don't know. They may not want to have any kids. I would just think that the expectation is they're going to have children. And so I think you've kind of got to get on that sooner rather than later. That's what I'm saying. And they've said that they want to have children. They said they want to have a family. And so, so, and, but, and, you know, they may adopt, they may not, uh, who knows, but, but there will be a child in their family, I would imagine. Yes, I would think so. I think so, you know, but in the meantime, we just have summer to look forward to. And um, I know. Oh, but I did want to say this, that we said in the other, I was telling you that I read at the reception that Prince Charles made a toast and he ended it with, I'm so proud of you, my darling old Harry. I'm so happy. And I just love that he called him my darling old Harry. I think that's so tender and just sweet. And we kind of started to get into a thing of like, as a father, I'm sure that you had moments where you're like, is this going to turn out all okay? You know, is he uh-huh. being okay? Because he kind of had some wild troubled times, you know, and kind of went through some stuff, especially losing his mom and all of that stuff. And I thought is the mom of a teenager. It makes me appreciate yes. that you're like, whoo, that had to feel like a whoo, this is all turned out better than I thought it was going to someday. Well, and I think it's normal. Like, I mean, I think I, I think all the time, like, are we, when will we reach the point where every everything does not have to be a punchline? <laughs> and I and and I know, granted, I know his heritage, right? I, I mean, was I'm say, real- according to my husband, never. According <laughs> to my my husband's trajectory in life, mm-hmm. we will never reach that point. But uh, but everything is a punchline. Mm-hmm. I mean, just get a snare drum and follow behind him. For the yes. bump after everything, and so I, I I tend to look at that through. Okay, I how's your I mm, well, you know yes well, because I think it has been one day yes mm-hmm. well because then I feel like everything at this age becomes um, when you have a teenager what you don't know is everything becomes a teachable moment for the person that you're trying to help oh. them become everything is. Oh. A teachable moment and everything is them kind of like I told Caroline yesterday I said you need to be kind and she said I am kind until somebody says something stupid and then mm-hmm. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. them and I'm like no being kind means that you're kind the end mm-hmm. period there's a period at the end of that sentence like that's not just until somebody says something stupid but there again right. that that isn't her DNA but I just I'm uh-huh. like let's try to be nice you know let's mm-hmm. be kind it's just you're constantly mm-hmm. I, I don't know I feel like Every day in the car is like a, see, that's why they made a bad choice. And that's why da, 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 da. It's like you're constantly trying to, and they see right through it. They know that you're just trying to give them a lecture about something. For sure. I, well, as I told you, we were, we were started to talk through something last night and then I was still kind of on it today. Mm-hmm. And I told Alex, I said, I have, I have a, a lot of thoughts and feelings about this topic. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey, give me one at a time. Like, give me one. Let me sit on it for a minute. And then you can come back and give me another one. Because I want to go full, I want to go full throttle. I want it. Let's let's go all the way in on this thing mm-hmm. and camp out for a while too. Yeah, and yeah. I might pull out a, a some sort of laser to to guide you through my bullet points on this deal. Um, some sort of laser pointer. We might have some yeah some blades, but I have to slow my roll a little bit because I know 
I hear about the first 45 seconds of anything we say, I feel like, and then it's, yeah, yeah. Then they're on to some other place in their mind. Then we're the Charlie Brown teacher. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> And that's all they hear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll, mm-hmm, I'll even say when we're in the middle of something, I'll say, what did I just tell you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, and, uh, and every once in a while, you'll get the actual thing. And every once in a while, you'll get some made up garbage. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's you are it. So busted. Yep. Um, but I do, in answer to your question, where do we go from here? Um, we are less than 100 days away from college football season. Well, and then there's that. And I and literally, where do I go from this? I'm going to the SEC baseball tournament in Hoover. That's right. Um, the state lost last night, but I'm going to go watch tonight. I'm going to go watch LSU in Florida and cheer for the Tigers. Yeah. So that's where I literally go from here. Yeah. So I think the lesson here is there are still good times to be had. There are so many good times to be had. Yes, yeah. we've still got the College World Series, potentially. Yeah. Um, we've, we've at least got all the NCAA stuff to, to go through. And then, and then listen, by that point, it's practically preseason college football. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's almost summertime. So there's yes. that, too. Hallelujah for Bless, summertime. Blessed be. Yes. Yes. So that's it. Okay. Well, I hope y'all also enjoyed the royal wedding with the level of excitement that we did and that you were encouraged and inspired. Um, I apologize in advance if this, if you, as you listen to this podcast, you've thought, God, this really feels sort of thrown together. <laughs> Guess what, everybody? It's because it's what's thrown together. Uh, we've, got, we've had about, had to re- start recording about four different times for various reasons. So I know. Well, um, but we did not let just, it deter us because in these times we knew that this was a podcast that needed to get out. Yes, this was important. And so here we are. Yeah. As as meager as our offering might be. Yep. Take it with, just know that it comes with deep love because love is redemptive. That's right. That's what we learned from the Reverend. To bring it full circle, that is what the Reverend Mm -hmm. Michael Curry has told us all. That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, we hope y'all have a great weekend and we will talk to y'all later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.